You are listening to episode number 17 of Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, Easy Classroom Systems and Organization with Kristen Donegan. What if you could spend less time feeling overextended and more time doing the things you love? My name is Kelsey Sorensen, and I'm here to show you how to ditch the overwhelm, stress, and guilt that comes with juggling all the different roles you play. Mom, dad, husband, wife, teacher, friend, the list goes on. I'm a teacher and sub turned homeschool mom and self-help guru. On this podcast, we're all about helping teachers and parents like you work smarter, not harder, so that you can experience a life you love, a life that feels fulfilling, balanced, and full of joy. For more support and instant access to unlimited time-saving resources and teacher-focused life coaching, head to www.wifeteachermommy.com club. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey, teacher friend. I am so excited because Educate Rejuvenate is in three days, only three days until the event that my team and I have been pouring our heart and souls into for months since January, and it's finally coming, and I am so excited to see it. It has been coming together so well. I just can't wait for you to attend it. If you have a ticket or if you are a club member, I can't wait to see you there. If you do not, it is not too late to join us. It's happening next week on Tuesday, June 27th and Wednesday, June 28th. And let me just tell you a little bit about what's going to be happening at the event in case you aren't familiar with it. Educate and Rejuvenate is our virtual conference. And our keynote speakers are Brie Richardson from Honest Teacher Vibes. You've probably seen her on TikTok and Instagram. And I interviewed her a few weeks ago. And then Amber Harper from Burned In Teacher. She is a burnout expert. And I interviewed her on the podcast as well. And with those keynotes, they're going to be doing them live. You'll be able to interact with them in the Facebook group during their keynotes. It is going to be so much fun. We will also have live coaching with our coach, Chrissy Nichols. I've interviewed her on the podcast a few times and shared some of the coaching she's done in our group on our Ask a Coach episode. And if you would like to get a bit more of a taste of this coaching, this event is a great way to do it. We will also have workout classes. And each of these individual things is worth more than the ticket cost. The ticket is only $5. And we're going to have over 20 amazing speakers, such as Bryce from The Teaching Texan, Kristen from Easy Teaching Tools, who I'm interviewing today, Kirsten from Kirsten's Caboodle. We're going to have Megan Polk. We're going to have Sarah Marie from The Stellar Teacher. We have so many amazing people who will be at this event. Alexis from The Afro Educator. So many amazing teachers who are going to be a part of this event. I just can't wait. There will be original music written for teachers, a certificate you might be able to use for professional development. It's such a no-brainer. It costs less than a latte. You'll have a full 24 hours each day to pick which sessions you would like to watch and also hop into the Facebook group and join the live panels with presenters. We will also be having a panel of classroom teachers who are in the thick of it with you who will be talking all about differentiating and student behavior and all of the current problems in education right now and their solutions for it. So it's going to be a great time. Join us. Like I said, you'll have a full 24 hours to watch each day of sessions with your ticket. If you would like, there's an optional upgrade where you can have at least six months of replay access plus podcast versions of all the sessions and panels and everything will be loaded onto a private podcast feed to make it really easy to either re-listen or just listen to the episodes if you would like to consume the content that way. Since you're here, I know you're a podcast listener and I love having podcast replays as well. So you will have that available if you choose that upgrade that is with the Platinum Pass. So 
For more information, you can go to the show notes or head over to educateandrejuvenate.com to grab your ticket. And now I would like to introduce today's guest, who is Kristen Donegan, and she will be at the event doing a session called 3 p.m. Teacher Clutter at Educate and Rejuvenate, and she is also the guest on today's episode. Kristen has been an elementary school teacher and reading specialist since 2005 in both California and Oahu, Hawaii. She has enjoyed teaching kindergarten, first grade, a one-two combo, and second grade before resigning officially last year to continue easy teaching tools and raise her daughter and son. Kristen also presents at professional development conferences such as SDE Nationals and Teach Your Heart Out. Founded in 2010, Easy Teaching Tools has helped over a thousand busy teachers implement classroom hacks to save time, implement research-based practices to meet the needs of their students, and focus on work-life balance. Now let's get over to the interview. Kristen, I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I'm I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast and that you are a presenter at Educate and Rejuvenate. It's going to be such a great time. So Kristen, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. My name is Kristen Donegan. I began teaching elementary school, I'd say back in 2005, back when we all got laid off during the Great Recession. Do you remember that? Uh, 400 of us were laid off, tenure teachers in my district. So I move over to Hawaii and I lived out my dream teaching there. And then I've had a sweet little baby, actually two babies in the last three years. And so I've been home with them, being a mom and then getting to support teachers in the classroom with my business, easyteachingtools.com. That's great. And that leads right into my next question. So can you tell us a little bit about Easy Teaching Tools? It's so funny how that all came about. I think I was getting my master's at the time in reading and I wanted to be able to monetize writing my thesis, but I didn't really know what that meant. And so I'm like, I'm just going to create this funny little website. And I used to create resources for teachers before I knew about Teachers Pay Teachers. And I would burn them on a disc and mail them out to people. So that's how it came about. I did on my little tiny netbook before I knew anything about business. But where we're at now, that was back in like 2012. Now we're lucky enough to get to support teachers to try and make their lives easier because you guys, teaching is really, really hard. And no one shows you, you know, like the behind the scenes, like how to I don't know, create effective systems and routines in your classroom so that you can actually teach. You know, they they show you how to teach writing and how to teach math and all that, but no one actually shows you how to like manage all the other stuff. And so that's what we're lucky enough to do with easy teaching tools. Yeah, that's so true because like in all the classes you take in college, nothing really prepares you for that. And then especially if you're like me, like I'm not the most naturally organized person. So that's why like That was actually really a challenge for me as well. And I'm so excited to have you on the show to kind of share more about systems and everything in your classroom. So how did you feel about classroom organization as a new teacher? Oh, gosh, that was not even a thing. I was in survival mode, I would say, honestly, probably at least my first four years. Like organization wasn't it wasn't a thing. I was just trying to figure out how to be the best teacher I could be trying to figure out how my teaching style and my management. I do remember though, looking back like specifically like at our ELA centers every week, trying to like come up with a better way to get them to work for my students, to make it more manageable, to have like the least amount of interruptions as possible. Like I was always trying to improve that way, but I don't know if I would call it organization at the time. It was just like, how can I make this 
better. Yeah. And I feel like it's teaching you just evolve over the years on, you know, what's working or what's not. And obviously you have a new group of kids every year, new parents, new curriculum, all that kind of stuff. But if I found a system that worked, that made all those other changes a lot easier to deal with. For sure, because you at least had that like as kind of a constant and like a starting point for yes. when you have those changes. I love that. Yeah, when everything fell out of control, at least that part was in control in my classroom. Yeah. Yes, it's one thing you have control over when there are so many factors that we don't have control over. Right. I love that. Okay, so you went from feeling kind of overwhelmed as a new teacher to now you're like, a classroom organization lover, like you have courses and all kinds of things about organization. So tell us kind of how you got to love classroom organization so much. It sounds so natural and easy that that path I took, it was not actually like that. My first probably eight years, I was so happy to be in the classroom. It's like all I ever wanted to do. I had my master's degree, presenting PD for my district. But I found myself being so consumed with teaching that I lost a big chunk of myself. I don't know if you guys can relate at all, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't working out. I wasn't, you know, going on surf trips or hanging out with my friends. I would just come home super late, like have a bowl of Lucky Charms with like my computer on my lap. That was the year like Common Core was being implemented. And I just got hired to teach like a one-two combo. So every day I was just like, trying to stay caught up. So it wasn't like I I turned into organization just because I loved it. It was more of like survival. But what happened is I ended up in the hospital with an anxiety attack because I was doing too much as a teacher and I didn't know how to stop because I'm like, well, this stuff has to get done. And so that was like my big wake up call where the doctors are like, you need a lifestyle change. You need to get this under control because it can be a lot worse next time. And so that was like my big aha moment where I was like, I need to figure a way out to still be like a really good teacher, to be effective, but to where it's not consuming my life. So I needed to set better boundaries. And there was a lot of learning along the way, lots of trial and error. But that's kind of where I, I'd say my eighth year into teaching is where I kind of figured out I need better systems and routines is kind of what it came down to. Mm-hmm. So that I can still be a great teacher, but I can have a life outside of the classroom, which I know so many teachers don't have right now. Yeah. I, I mean, I hear it all the time, like teachers are just feeling more and more overwhelmed. And I think especially now with the pandemic and all of the changes that has added on, I feel oh, yeah. like teachers can really use all these systems and tools that you have to teach. Well, no one sets you up. They just give you more and more stuff and you're expected to figure it out. And that's why so many amazing teachers pre-pandemic we're leaving the classroom, but why so many are right now because they don't know how to how to fix this. I know. And I feel like teachers, they need more support or it's really going to be a crisis with like more and more teachers leaving because they're overwhelmed. And that's where, you know, hopefully we'll be able to try to help these teachers, give them what they need so they can be successful. Yeah. What tips do you have for teachers where organization is not necessarily their strong suit? Like they don't even know where to begin. So I feel like that's a lot of teachers who come to us. We have a program called Easy Organization Tools where we show teachers who are like so stressed, so overwhelmed. They want to get started, but they don't know how. And so what we do with teachers is there's a million areas in your classroom and things that need to, you know, get a little extra love or there's systems that just really aren't working. So I always have teachers do a brain dump. 
you know, pick like 10 things that could be going better. So maybe it's like your turn-in system for papers. Maybe it's simply just transitions in your classroom or like what do students do, you know, if they finish work early, like then what? Make a list of like 10 things. And then rather than jumping into all of those, just highlight or circle one of those that's going to have the biggest impact right now. So for me, mine always went to just coming to the carpet. I know you're probably like, well, how does that mean with organization? But like when I need them to come to the carpet for a whole group lesson so we can get started, it can be really chaotic. And that just kind of sets the tone of the lesson and it loses a lot of instructional time. And so for that, I'm like, that's what we're going to work on. That's the routine we're going to get good at and then slowly work on some different routines that we're doing often throughout the day. So if you if you try to take on too much at once, that's why it's overwhelming. And that's a big reason why, you know, people, humans in general procrastinate because it's like, I don't know where to start. But if you don't start, you're going to stay stuck and things aren't going to change. So it's just taking a baby step and just trying. Yeah, absolutely. Like I feel like taking one thing at a time just makes it so much more manageable. Because if you look at that whole to-do list, everything at once, it's going to be just way too much. Yeah. And I love what you said about coming to the carpet. You're like, well, that's not really necessary organization, but I feel like in a way it is, it's like creating systems is organization. Organization isn't only like putting things in bins or whatever. It's the whole system and how you run your classroom. That's what it comes down to because originally when I started really focusing on organization, it was way more than organization. Like that's the end goal that teachers want. But really to get there, it's like training your students on your systems and routines in the classroom. It all comes down to that so that your classroom can run smoothly so that like you can pull guided reading groups without a million interruptions so that you guys can really actually teach, which so many teachers don't get enough time to do. And actually enjoy teaching instead of feeling so rushed to get through your checklist because your students know what to do and it gives you more more time with your students. Yes. Okay. So we talked about new teachers and how to help them like get started with all these organization systems and routines and everything. What tips would you have for veteran teachers who feel like they know what they're doing already, but they're like, maybe there's something I could be doing better? Yeah. It's interesting because we have teachers who are like brand new to the profession and then teachers who've been teaching like 20 years and they're like, I wish I had a program like this or someone showed me something like this early on in my career because I think veteran teachers still have the same problems. They run into the same dilemmas that new teachers do. I think what's harder for them is that they've been so stuck or set in that way for so long that to them, they're just like, well, my kids aren't going to know where work's going to go. And I'm going to constantly have missing work from students. And they just haven't found that right way yet. So what I would say with veteran teachers is to get out of your own way a little bit and look and reflect on what's working well in your classroom. And then we all can do this. Like, what do we want to be working better? And then look at that And typically I've found and with research and everything is there's some sort of disconnect. If things aren't going the way that we want them or our expectations aren't being met, there's some sort of disconnect with how we're communicating it to our students. So I would look back at that and say, where am I maybe not being clear and really get better with that? And then whatever transition and routine you're you're trying to teach your students, 
that should get easier. Yes, I so agree with it just being super clear about expectations. Like you really just need to be even clearer than you think you need to be. Right. <laughs> and these are children we're talking about. So being super clear, I 100% agree that that's a huge thing that I feel like all of us can always work on. I feel like you can always improve. Oh, I always think I'm being clear. And then I look back at like what I type to like a team member and I'm like, that is not what I was thinking in my head, but that is, that's what came out. When you're working with students or you're working with like, you know, fellow team members or whatever, it's the same thing. You need to be clear. Otherwise, like, you know, sometimes, like you said, like, I'll like see something I sent to a team member or whatever. And what they do, I'm like, oh, they did follow that. But that's not what I meant. You know, I wasn't clear enough. Uh-huh. I think a lot of it is taking ownership of that, too. Like not getting frustrated. Like, oh, that wasn't what they were supposed to do. It's like, oh, I didn't explain that well enough. Let's try that again. Exactly. And the big thing I would say to add to this, and this is like the biggest piece I think that a lot of teachers miss, me included, when I was in the classroom, is that we sometimes give up too early if it's not working, or we let things slide that aren't meeting our expectations because we're like, I'm just going to let it be. We need to get through this lesson. So the biggest thing I recommend to teachers is being consistent. If they're not meeting your expectation with how, you know, maybe they're turning their papers in, it's going to take time in the beginning, but like stop and point out, you know, what you observed and do it again and continue doing that until your expectations are being met because your students can do it. My kindergartners could do it. Like if they could do it, anyone can do it. So it's like my mom used to tell me like the first six to eight weeks of school, she's like, you complain about this every year, Kristen, but I'm like, it's so hard. But that's when you're teaching all those, you know, routines to your students. So stick through it, do whatever you need to do, and it'll pay off for the entire school year. Because when you stick to it, I feel like I do this too, like you give up really easily. And you're just like, no, we got to keep going and be consistent. Because if you aren't consistent, if you let things slide, kids will know what you let them get away with. And then they'll know it's not really an expectation because they can get away with it. Yeah. They're testing you one, but two, they're also checking to see like, do you really mean, or are you just suggesting it? Cause we're teaching them how to treat us and how to treat the classroom. And I do this with my daughter too, or I have to be like, just breathe Kristen. And just, cause I want to just give up and you're like, no, I'll put your shoes on for you. We got to go. <laughs> you know, it's, you just got to stick it out. Yeah. And like you said, it's not even like malicious per se. It's just human nature. They're just seeing like, oh, like actions speak louder than words kind of, you know, it's like, it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. They want to know if you mean it. But the really cool thing is when they start seeing that you are being consistent and that your integrity is there in what you say, that you mean that in other areas. And it helps build that trust relationship too, especially with your students, you know, maybe who have more challenging behaviors. That's a really quick and powerful way to kind of support them with that. That is so perfect. Okay, so next question is, what is your favorite organization hack? Or this could even be like a routine or just your favorite one. Can I do two, but like really quick? Yes, you can do two. Okay, one super simple. I think my teacher back when I was learning how to teach did this. It's just numbering your students. I know it's not like mind blowing, But when I number my students, it makes it so much easier to sort their work, to turn in their work because everything's number order, cubbies are number order, files, everything, bulletin boards. So it makes it really easy at the end of the school year. I'm not having to like change out nameplates. It's just numbers are there. So that saves time, really helps in a fire drill, like number order when we're on the carpet, number order eliminates arguments and all the things. Second thing, 
end of the day used to be really stressful in my classroom because I was always like, we have a couple minutes till the bell goes off. We still have to do scholar of the week and we've got to clean up. And so what we do is we picked a song that would go off. It was about three minutes long. And my students knew when that song went off, it was time to fill out their behavior chart, put any work in their folder, put it in their backpack, and then they start their job. And I found myself not nagging like I used to, like reminding them of all the things, you know, this took practice, of course, but it just made for a much peaceful afternoon because you'd see everyone doing what they needed to do. And then when the song was over, they knew, like, even if you aren't done with your job, we would come to like our library area and Scholar of the Week is starting. And it just made it a really nice way to end of the day instead of me being a little bit irritated or like flustered. It just, it made it easier. And then I saved my voice because eventually, you know, they tune you out. (laughs) For sure. It's like a different sound cue and music. I love any way to incorporate music into the classroom. So like, even if it's just like, you know, a song that you play, I love that. Yeah, we use it for all transitions, but that was a good one for the end of the day. And a tip with this, just so you know, in case you have ever sub, don't have the alarm go off on your personal phone because I did that. And then I was sitting in a PD with my phone going off and I'm like, oh no, they don't know to clean up. So if you have someone who has like an old iPhone or something, that's what we would use in our classroom for that. And it just stayed there. I love that. Yeah. You could just use your like old phone for that. Yep. Well, cool. So at Wife Teacher Mommy, we're all about looking at like the whole teacher and not just like, you know, in the classroom, but also like, you know, your home and your whole life. So how do you feel like classroom organization and routines can help teachers feel less stressed out, save time, be more present, not only in the classroom, but also at home and in other areas of their lives? Oh my goodness. So that's our promise with our program, Easy Organization Tools, is showing teachers how to consistently leave at 3 p.m. so that they can be present in their amazing lives. And so I wholeheartedly support that. I think I've mentioned before as teachers, we lose ourselves and we don't always get to be present at home because you've got a stack of papers to grade or whatever that may be. So I know many teachers right now are like, that is not possible, Kristen. There's no way. You don't know my (laughs) class. You don't know my principal. It's entirely possible. You just need someone to show you that. And you haven't been shown. And you don't have time to be figuring it all out on your own. Teachers are really short on time, but there is a solution. It is possible to have more of that teacher balance. And I think the biggest way to do that is really having simple and effective systems and routines in your classroom so that you can actually teach and then be done at the day because you're prepared and ready to go and then shut off your teacher brain. I know easier said than done. And then go pick up your kids from daycare, go to softball practice where you actually get to be watching, you know, instead of sitting there, you know, filling in report card comments or grading a million essays. Such a game changer to be able to like, just leave it in your classroom. And I really feel like this can translate to like, you know, you can take what you've learned from doing these systems and like, you know, create systems in your home, like with chores with your kids. Or We do a lot of that. Uh-huh. So I mean, really, once you learn, it can translate into other areas too. Yeah, it makes it for more, more peace at home. And a lot of teachers tell me they're like, this has saved my marriage. This has made me a better mom because, you know, I'm actually getting to hang out. And I, you know, my, my family's feeling the love from me because I'm not constantly pulled in a million different directions, which is what it's like as the teacher. Absolutely. Okay. So you will be speaking at Educate and Rejuvenate. And can you give us a little sneak peek about what you will be sharing at the event? Yeah, I'm really, really excited. We're going to be talking all about 
clearing the clutter in your classroom. And it also does apply to home life. So we'll talk about that too. But really how to, you know, go through because I know the last few years and pre-pandemic, but you know, everything literally just has been piling up. And so many teachers have been in survival mode. And so I'm going to show them how to get rid of all those paper piles. And, you know, teachers have a tendency to hoard all the things, you know, <laughs> like the target erasers and the popsicle sticks and all that stuff. And then you you have all this clutter. So I'm going to show teachers how to easily go through it, manage it and keep it clutter free. And then we're going to talk a bit about like the root of, of the issue is like, why do we hang on to things so that next school year, you don't end up with all of those piles again. So I'm just going to show you guys an easy way that worked in my classroom with thousands of teachers I'm working with so that you can get a fresh start to your school year. Oh, I love this. I cannot wait to hear your session. And I know everyone who attends is going to absolutely love it. And I love what you said about like, you know, you're really going to show how they can make this change before the next school year, because you can't just be like, oh, next school year is going to be better, but not do anything about it. You need to do something about it. Yeah. Everyone's always so hopeful. They're like, no, this year it was like this because of this. But I mean, what's going to change if we don't, you know? I'm so glad that you'll be there guiding our attendees on this area. It's going to be really amazing. So what would you tell those who are on the fence about whether they should come or not? Oh, gosh, it's a no brainer to me. I would say, look at your current situation where you're at with teaching. And to be honest, like pre pandemic, what was life like for you as a teacher? And if you're like 100% happy where things are great. But if you're not, and there's areas you want to improve, like, why not? And if you're sitting here thinking, and I get this as a mom of two little ones, like I don't have the time. Probably the fact that you're saying you don't have the time right now is like why you need this so that you can learn ways to be more efficient in your classroom so that you can have more time at home. Absolutely. So you have shared so much amazing wisdom here on this episode, and I'm sure our listeners are going to want to know where to connect with you now that the episode is, you know, ending. So where can they find you? (laughs) Thanks. Well, I'm Kristen Donegan over at Easy Teaching Tools. So you can find us on Instagram, our website, easyteachingtools.com. And then we just launched our own podcast as well called Real Teacher Talk that you can find on all your podcast streaming platforms. So exciting. Launching a podcast is so fun. And actually, I listened to your first episode. I think it was just your first episode. And I really loved it. Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so excited to have you at Educate and Rejuvenate. And thank you for being here today. Thanks. Can't wait for it. Wasn't that interview so good? I can't wait to see how you can implement all of these classroom systems and organization. And if you want more, Kristen is doing a session at Educate and Rejuvenate called 3 p.m. Teacher Clutter. Plus, you'll hear from over 20 more amazing speakers on topics such as math, language arts, being a teacher and parent, burnout, sub planning, losing weight over the summer. There will also be live coaching calls and workout classes to do with your teacher friends, all for less than a latte. I don't want you to miss out, and there isn't much time left to grab a ticket to the event. We start on Tuesday, June 27th. So if you don't have a ticket yet, head over to the show notes to go to educateandrejuvenate.com or grab your ticket now. And if you're a club member or you've already have your ticket, I can't wait to see you there. Thank you for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you're going to love Wife Teacher Mommy Club, where you'll have access to every single resource we've ever created for grades pre-K through sixth. Plus, we add new resources every single month. 
And these aren't just any resources. They are high quality, created by a team of teachers who know exactly what you need. Whether you're a teacher or a homeschool parent, Wife Teacher Mommy Club will significantly cut down on your planning time, giving you hours back every single week to do the things that bring you joy. If that's not enough to convince you to join, you'll also have access to our private Facebook group where you can connect with teachers from all over the world, weekly club giveaways, and our newest addition, life coaching. All of this for less than $30 a month? I know, it's craziness. So what are you waiting for? Join us in the club at www.wifeteachermommy.com club. The moment you do, you'll have instant access to hundreds of tools that you can use for every kind of learner in your classroom. No more endless scrolling for lesson ideas and no more paying every time you need a teaching resource. Push that easy button and join at wifeteachermommy.com slash club. I'll see you here next week.